Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Team Sheet Tantrum. There's 100 people away. Jesus Christ, everybody's looking forward to this game. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello to the 100 people that are there, uh, that are already tuned in for this Team Sheet Tantrum. Uh, and welcome, welcome to the For the Love of Palmer Grab podcast with myself and Paddy. And I've just scared away 29, 29 people. Um, <laughs> and welcome to the Team Sheet Tantrum for um, Aston Villa versus Norwich. As my phone is buzzing in my pocket, they give me an alarm. So that I wouldn't be late, but as you all know, we were two minutes late. Paddy, I'm looking forward to this one today. I'm a bit giddy wearing the new training top. I see. Oh, you've got a new training top on as well. Look at the two of us availing of the 30% discount that was going on last week. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I went I'm, for the I was all ex- I was all excited when I got this new top today, and I was looking forward to Stephen coming home and showing him my new top, and he goes, Why is that a different colour to Everything else, and I went. Now you're just after ruining it on me. Yeah, after ruining it on me. And by the way, I think I did say Norwich. I'm after seeing it in the comments. Of course, it's not Norwich versus Aston Villa. It's Aston Villa versus Nottingham Forest. And I said Norwich. I'd say about three times in the preview show as well. Don't know what I have in the back of my mind uh, with regards to that. But hopefully, we I know have what's the in the back of your mind. It's four years today since we had uh, appointed Dean Smith as our manager. There we go. That must be it. There's that. And now, in fairness, there's a lot of different spider webs going from that <laughs> to, to, to Norwich. As uh, I have to conduct insecticide again here because there's something fly around my head. But hopefully, we do have the same result as we did against Norwich last year. Or last year, uh, the game myself and Paddy were at towards the end of the season, um, where Aston Villa got a win out of it because Aston Villa badly need a win today. Stephen Gerrard needs a win. Um, the club, no, we'll, we'll separate the two. The club need a win, and the club is more important than anything else. We want to be in ninth position after this game today. A 1-0 win gets us to ninth position. 
Um, regardless of anything else, this club needs to climb away from the bottom of the table. We need to leapfrog, leapfrog teams like Leeds, like Crystal Palace that are now ahead of us because they have games in hand. We need to leapfrog those. I know we're only eight, nine games into the league so far, and we don't want to be thinking that way. But um, Leeds are in complete dis... Uh, sorry, I'm not going to say they're in disarray. Their fans want Marsh out right now. It's mad. Like, like they've, they've turned on Jesse Marsh as quick like quicker than it's taken us to turn on Steven Gerrard. And uh, that's saying something like I, 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 I've got a couple of friends who are Leeds fans. I keep in touch with Leeds, Leeds podcast. I go on a lot of them whenever I possibly can. There's a great guy, Oscar Marino's podcast, all, um, all Leeds TV. I go on quite a bit as well. And it's just Joe football show from another Leeds uh, podcast that I go on. So I kind of listen to theirs, to their podcast every so often to see, and they are like, it's wow. It, the, the way that the, the way that that's kind of unfurled is, is 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 quite huge, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Nottingham Forest versus Aston Villa. A trip to the city ground, a trip that myself and Paddy said we would have loved to have gone on at the start of the year, but the, it transpired against us being on a Monday night just wasn't going to happen. We would need to take two days off work um, to do that, so uh, we're sat here for your enjoyment instead. <laughs> What do you think, Paddy? Are we going to see many line many lineup changes tonight? Obviously, we're going to have one in force with Bailey being injured. It's going to be a, a kind of that's where most people's eyes are going to go to. But do you think we're going to have another um, uh, any other uh, kind of uh, bolters uh, within the team sheet today? Well, well, as I said on on Friday, it seems like a long way ago now that we did the the preview. I want two up top. I want us to get at them. Uh, I want us to score goals. Uh, you you said you'd be happy with a one 0 win. I I actually would too, but I think that's just more a reflection on how we've been doing. I I might still be a little bit sour if uh, if we only barely win this, but uh, um we'll we'll worry about that in whatever it is two hours time, and we'll worry about we'll have a we'll have a think about it. Yeah, and, Sorry, and I, I, gone off here. Very unprofessional. Ah, totally unprofessional, Paddy. Totally unprofessional. <laughs> Uh, I'm only joking. Uh, that, as long as that's uh, a text message that's telling you about early team news that you have to keep under your hat. Uh, blink twice if Ings is starting. Blink once, once if Watkins is starting. Benny. That's what you got to do. Um, but I think that that's where most people are going to be drawn to. We did have, you know, a bit of an airing of our thoughts after the last game. Uh, nil all draw, obviously, against Leeds, but a lack of firepower. A lot has been made of the fact we've only scored six goals uh, so far. Do you know what? Another kind of damning statistic. Well, it could be t- twisted either way, Paddy. It could be seen as a good thing or a bad thing. The last eight goals that Aston Villa have scored have been from eight different players. Now, that would be fine if that was over a three-game period. But it's not. It's over a nine, ten game period, and that's concerning, really, because that means yeah. that number one, we're only scoring uh, an average of of one goal per game, or at the moment, we're not even scoring that at the minute, and they're not coming from a consistent source. So, does that really mean that that we're really like that our game plan is funneling the ball towards people? It could be seen as a positive. For me, I'm beginning to see it as a small a bit of a. I don't know the players trying to make players making things happen in the scoring scoring stakes as opposed to preordained kind of uh, moves and stuff like that that we would have within the team. So um, I don't. Once again, I couldn't care less if we had if if it was a goal from a corner from a header tonight as long as we win the game. But it's just something to keep in the back of mind when we talk about the system failing a striker, a specific striker. I think that's a pretty damning statistic to say eight goals from eight different players uh, over mm. the last uh, over the last ten games that we've played, Paddy. What, what's your views on it? Well, if we go back two years, 
I remember distinctly saying it on the podcast. I had no problem with our strikers not scoring because the goals were coming from everywhere else. So they were holding the ball up. They were involving people in the play and we were scoring goals. We've played eight games. We've only scored six goals. That's not good enough for me. Mm. So something needs to give. Um, if he goes with the same system, we could see, we could see Was- what Watkins pushed out wide. That's an option. But uh, I'd rather... That? I'd rather see two up front. I'd rather see. I'd rather see us causing mayhem up there and looking for true balls off the likes of Buendia and Coutinho. But whether both of them are in there, I don't know. We'll just we have a long to wait anyway. It'll be here. We'll know in a minute. But uh, unless in a minute, and I think that yeah. that's a nice kind of uh, like put it this way. What we were both speaking about after after the Leeds game, I got caught up in the heated moment of the whole situation was. I thought that Watkins probably still deserved a place in the team. You thought Ings came in and then playing two up top or even pushing Watkins wide. While, while we were talking about that, my biggest point was this system isn't going to favour anyone. It's not going to favour any striker that we have up top unless we've got a Lewandowski Ooh. or someone like that who can just put the ball in the back of, uh, of, uh, of the net from for uh, under his own volition. Like We just don't have a striker like that. We really don't. And I think that's what's re- going to be really interesting. If we have turned a corner in a defensive point of view and we can still stay robust in defence, which I don't want to count my, t- my chickens too much with that one. We've seen these false dawns before. Um, with, with short in, in short bursts under Steven Gerrard where we've had two or three positive results and then it's gone to four or five negative results mm. in a row. So I'm not ready to count my chickens yet with regards to that. Look, but if we it have, completely would not surprise me if we went out and lost tonight and then beat Chelsea on Sunday. That's just the way things have gone for us. I'd prefer but, to uh, go out tonight and win tonight and then go out and beat Chelsea on Sunday, Paddy. <laughs> I think I don't think I'd be sitting here with too happy a face me. I oh I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here at, in the post match. I'm gonna try and be as level headed as I possibly can. I'm gonna talk about it because I've done a lot of thinking about I suppose what way I feel about 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 a lot of things uh, club wise at the moment and mm. and and things like that. So hopefully I don't have to bring out that little soliloquy that I've been preparing. But uh, hopefully we will talk about positive things. And the teams um, are in. I think this calls for block your ears if you're of a, if you're of a, a squeamish disposition. It's a team alert. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And I couldn't get up the, the screen in quick enough time so we do have a starting 11 starting 11 is in there we go Matty Cash the Polish cap who is back in there Emmy Martinez Cash Kanza Mings Young McGinn Douglas Louise Ramsey Buendia Watkins Coutinho and I think that's the team that we probably called on the team sheet well that's the team I called on the team on the the preview show Ings doesn't even oh, Ings does make the bench. Jeez, I didn't think he was on the bench. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna mute my microphone and walk off off screen. Wasn't there? And just leave this to you because well, I had no, no dog in that fight. It, it makes no odds to me. The the the, moral, the 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 main point here is that he's not playing, and we're still we're still going to be looking at those true balls from our our two. Will will they be wider? Will they be narrow? I'm not sure. Um. They're two players I prefer to see in a bit of a narrower position. So 
it's time for them to shine because I'm not expecting much of Ollie Watkins. Well, the bench is Robin Olsen. Morgan Sanson has risen and appeared again. Uh, Danny Ings is there. Callum Chambers is back after his, uh, I think, that, was it appendicitis? Did he have to have his appendix removed or something like that? Did I, he? Think it happened. I think he had an appendectomy. That's why he was missing for the last game or two. Um, I could have dreamt that as well, by the way. So somebody please tell me in the comments whether I've dreamt that or not. Uh, Marvellous Nakamba is back on the bench as well, which is uh, a nice sight. Um, Bednarek, Dendonker, Archer, and one of the people I think could be one of the real, real talents to come from our our, uh, our academy in such a long in, in a long time, Lamar Bogart is on the bench as well. So uh, really nice to see him back here. Second game in a row, he's been back on the bench. Stephen Gerrard said lots of good things about him. Whether you want to believe anything or that, the club, should I say, once again, has spoken very highly about him for coming up in three seasons now, performed, and uh, he is now getting his chance on the bench. Um, it was always going to be Matty Cash coming back for this one, Paddy. If he could if he could lace up his boots and was 95% fit, Matty Cash was always yeah. going to play against Nottingham Forest, wasn't he? Absolutely, yeah. It's a big, it's a big night for him. I hope they haven't rushed him back for it. Um, I hope he's he's fit and ready to go, and we're not going to see any relapses or anything. So, um, yeah, it's good to have him back. He he just offers that something different. So, um, yeah. Look, the 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 only argument I have here is who's playing up top. I've I've no I've nothing else to say on the team. The team is absolutely fine. It's probably the best that we could put out, apart from that one change that I'd make. Paddy, what's my pet hate about other teams when they name their, name their team sheet? What's my pet hate? They put them in numerical order. They put them in fucking numerical order. It's such a pet hate of mine. Why are they so stupid? And why did it, it's do you know what? It's just a case of now. I know where I, I know where the majority of these people are going to be playing anyway. But it just I just hate it. It just looks so stupid. Like you give it to a young fella or whatever who has no idea who the hell the players are because it's an outsourced media company, and you put it in an Excel file one to whatever, and that's the way it goes. Oh, anyway. Sorry, everybody, for airing my dirty laundry on screen. But it just really annoys me, and I don't know why. Um, if anybody would like to give me the help I need to get over that anger, aggression and anger, uh, you can find me in my DMs. But here we go. Starting 11 is Dean Henderson and goals. We're going to see uh, Let me McKenna and Cook, two centre-halves again. Like that, like that, I like that. Um, Tafolo is going to play right left back. We're probably going to see Aria is going to be is going to be right back. Midfield is going to be some combination of uh, Fruler, who I love. I really like Raymond Fuller. Um, I thought he would have been a, a good good choice for Aston Villa to come in in that defensive midfielder position. He was really good at Atlanta. Some serious statistics. Um, of consistency from a defensive midfielder point of view, he's in there along with Kuate. You're going to see the likes of Yates, uh, Yates, and where am I going to? Yates, Gibbs, Gibbs White, and Johnson, Bradley, John, uh, Brennan Johnson behind uh, Dennis. Then up top, I think that's what it is. Have I left anyone out? No, I don't think that's what it is. Yeah, so you're going to have Yates. Uh, Brennan Johnson, who is dangerous, and um, Gibbs White all behind Emmanuel Dennis up top as well. Their substitutes Ooh. are Wayne Hennessy, Willie Bolly, Joe Worrell, um, Nico Williams. Um, I can't remember what O'Brien's first name is. Uh, uh, Mangala, the guy they signed from Stuttgart, another guy who I like as well, a bit of a brute in midfield. Jesse Lingard, Ewany, and then Sam Sturridge as well as on the bench for them. So um, they're rolling the dice tonight. 
they're playing a lot more players that they've brought in, and mm. uh, their their two their two fullbacks are very very capable of getting forward. Tofolo is a good uh, a good good left back. You know he was good with, with Huddersfield um, previously, and Serge Aurier is is while he's a loose cannon, he, like. He, how he was a free agent for so long this this off season was beyond me. Uh, obviously played with um, Villarreal last season, uh, so look, that's a formidable enough team. But I I still think that Aston Villa can get at the centre of that defence, and uh, I think Villa should still score goals against this team. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I gotta admire the bulginess of of um, them for making the changes. He's obviously the the main talking point is he's dropped. Jesse Lingard, which is what a good manager does when your striker is not striking. And he's taken out Nico Williams. He didn't have a particularly good game the other night. And that's what you do when people are off form. You take them out of the team. Unless you're Aston Villa, that is. But anyway, um, yeah, decent, decent enough side. They just haven't gelled together yet. Um, in true Villa form, this will probably be the night that they <laughs> get it all together. But um, Hopefully that won't be the case and hopefully we can go and get to three points. And that is the most important thing tonight, to just lift us above everybody else and then we can start trying to play football as opposed to trying not to lose games. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think so too. Let's go to some of the comments there and let's take the team off. Let's go back here to some of the comments. Uh, bah, 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 bah. I don't know where where it was when the team started, but oh yeah, here we go. So um, ooh. <laughs> I did that. You <laughs> are the perfect hat trick. <laughs> yeah, and we'd still get Paddy on afterwards telling us that Ings is better than. <laughs> I'm only joking, I'm only joking, I'm only I'm joking. I'm perfectly entitled to give out a vote of perfectly entitled to be as wrong, wrong as well as any rest of us. I know, yeah. I know. You say a, um, a pat in the arse is six inches away from it, or a pat in the back is six inches away from six inches away from a kick in the arse. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Elicit says, Bundio, Coutinho and Ali start. You can quote me on that. Well, you got it absolutely bang on, Elicit. So I don't know whether you had inside knowledge or not on that one, but uh, fair play to you. Um, where are we on this one? So let me just... Um, Chris Ty Chris Taylor says, uh, is Dundonker the new Sansan? And I know a couple of you guys have mentioned there about Dundonker in a couple of more comments. I saw them as I was scrolling up. I think that, uh, uh, I think that this is very much a man. Like, I don't think he's the new Sansan. I think it's way too early to be saying that. What, it's, it's four games and he's gotten time off the bench. Um, I think that that's what his role is, is, is going to be in the interim at the moment. Um, at the moment, midfield isn't the, ma isn't, look, it's not exactly perfect but it's not the hugest problem for us at the moment. We found a way to kind of almost bypass our idiosyncrasies in midfield. I would like him in there in some aspect, but I think what I think when the club need to start scoring goals, uh, because that's where we that's where our biggest issues I feel at the moment are. Um, I think the Donker is probably best coming off the bench at the moment for Aston Villa. Uh, that's not to say that he won't he isn't easing him into the team as well. Look, I think there's more credit in the bank for the likes of Douglas Louise, Ramsey, and McGinn there as well. And once again, we can have the discussions about playing your favourites and the fact that McGinn has played himself out of the team at times before. But I think McGinn played pretty well against Leeds, and I think it was one of his one of his better performances for Aston Villa um, over the last couple of a couple of uh, games as well. So um, it will be an interesting one. We will be keeping an eye on the Donker as well and see what the situation is but I would be blown away if he doesn't get minutes tonight and I'm thinking maybe he comes on around the 70th minute or so and eases his way and it seems that he was picked he had he was um uh, dealing with some niggles and stuff like that when he came to the club 
Um, yeah. So, look, as I suppose, I, I'm not pressing the panic button on that one yet. For 13 million, I think I think the club would have been stupid to turn him down anyway. To have that to have that kind of quality in the bench, and let's we forget that you know that's where we need to be. You know, at, um, Spurs signing the likes of Basuma, keeping him on the bench. He only he'd only played something like 20 percent of all their minutes over the course of the season so far before he played. He started against Brighton at the weekend. You know, so like. Um, uh, we need to, we need to have these types of players in the bench to come in as well. So, uh, but we will be keeping an eye on the Dunker, and it is an interesting one. I just said I I talk a small bit more about that one because I've seen a couple of comments on it previously as well. There, um, where are we? Uh, so Harry, so Hitton Poker says, um, need Emmy and Coutinho to continue to shine today. I think that's very much, uh, very much something that's coming out of this team sheet as well. I think they really need to shine. They are creative. They better be creative. If they're going to spend time back in our back in our half for most of the game, well, then we might as well throw our hat at it. And then we should be playing the likes of Dendonker. We should be playing the likes of Marvellous Nakamba in there instead of these two guys and just play 5-4-1 and leave Watkins run around up top in his own like a headless chicken um, because he'll have no service if that's the situation. He needs service. We need to get him service. and We need to get, uh, we need to get the ball into the box. We need to attack quickly and we need to attack through the centre as well for this to work. So we need Emmy and Coutinho to shine today for sure. Um, talk to me, Paddy, about there was one there. Um, what about this one? Just to, going on that we need our two number tens to to shine, but they need a proper moving target man to hit. What do you think of that one, Paddy? Well, like we'd we'd all love to have Lewandowski or Erling Haaland or or somebody up there, but we don't. So it's up to the manager to pick who he thinks is the best of. Of what we have, he thinks it's Ollie Watkins. I saw another comment slagging me there saying, "Do I honestly think Ings can lead the line?" I, I, I don't. I don't know what the relevance is there because I just think Ings will score goals. That that's why I want them in the team. <coughs> I and I think it's more so. I think it's more so the fact that you, like you were saying that he hasn't had a run in the team this year, and we need to see what he's like. Uh, and I think you know, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. But at the end of the day, I'm at the stage where I couldn't care less who's managing the club before winning. Couldn't care less who's playing up front before scoring. Couldn't care less who's playing the midfield as long as we're as long as we're creating chances. Couldn't care less who's playing at the back as long as we're keeping clean sheets. We're kind of at that stage at the moment, and uh, that's that's just bleeding into some of my soliloquy of tears that I will have after the game if uh, if we so do uh, go on to uh, to not win this game today or to lose this game more so, should I say, uh, today. Um, which we're not going to because we're going to win and we're going to win 2-0. That's my prediction as well. Um, so what do you think of this, Paddy? Uh, Daryl says, Jared should have played two holding midfielders in the Donker and Louise and that allows McGinn in a more forward attacking position. So that would have meant us moving to four two three one. Now I'm a fan of the four two three one uh, formation, but what do you think of that, Paddy? Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of that too. It depends on what <clears throat> what way he puts them out. Um, I don't think today was the day for four two three one. I think I think we're a lot better than than uh, Notts Forest are currently. So um, I think he's pay, he's decided to go with the, the formation that we have, which will effectively see one six. With the two guys moving moving a good bit forward, um, <clears throat> it's look that that I think that's our best formation is the four two three one with what we have currently available to us. But today is not the day. I could see a four two three one definitely on Sunday, but uh, not today. Um, Ronan asks here as well: Are we depending on Young now to give width on the left side? I wouldn't be surprised to see our fullbacks 
um, not at watch here. Here's famous last words, guys. Here's famous <laughs> last words. I wouldn't be surprised to see our fullbacks not as far forward um, as they have been. Matty Cash is coming back from injury. Uh, Ashley Young, obviously, look, he's 37 years of age. It's been well spoken about in this podcast. Um, I think also it's been the key to our clean sheets over the last couple of games as well is the fact that we haven't been bombing forward with our fullbacks. Yes, they're going to get past the halfway line. They're going to get crosses in from deep, almost like Ahmed and Mahmoud mm. style. That's what I, I would expect Cash to get further forward than Ashley Young. But yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm not even too worried about creating massive amounts of width because we are shit at crossing the ball regardless of who does it anyway. And I think that, I think what, I, what I'm looking forward to is seeing us attack through the middle because, as I said, they've got two good... They've got two good uh, fullbacks, two two very good fullbacks. Like they're they're Premier League standard fullbacks, but their two centre halves are very robust individuals. Scott McKenna is a good player. Villa were linked with him under Stephen Steve Bruce as well, uh, in and around the same time as we brought John McGinn into the club. So McKenna is good, but um, Steve Cook I think is a, is a, is an obvious weak link there. He's very good in the air. So why pump pump the ball in from crosses into him? Get the ball down the side of these two guys. That's where Ollie Watkins likes to be. Yes, he's going to miss an odd one to one and one. We've just come to know that. But I think the more chances that we get it, get get our players down the sides of these players, then the better we will have it. So I'm not too concerned tonight about getting the ball as wide. But look, as I say, as if you always say, Paddy, we'll know what the situation is after 15 minutes of the game for Stephen Gerrard run team. And I, I alluded I alluded to a while ago, I do anticipate the two boys being a bit narrower, uh, Buendia and Coutinho. I don't, I agree with you there, I don't think uh, Young will go as far forward, but I do envisage Maddie Cash bombing on as we used to see him. So that, that's how I see it. I think if the crosses are coming in, it would be coming on Maddie Cash's side. Maybe Coutinho uh, going a little bit further wide than uh, Buendia will, but... As you say, we'll we'll find out in about forty five minutes. Um, Noel, my own worker, Noel, the the is is uh, vice chairman of the Connacht Lines. Just get the get the pennant in there. <laughs> the Connacht, Connacht official Connacht official Lions Club, and he's uh, on a junket over to New York on a fundraising junket for St. Aren't you Noel, for the uh, for all the expats over there. <laughs> He's over in New York at the moment, and. Uh, He's been trying to find a, space, a place to watch the game, so delighted that he found it. It's no Tafts, though, I'm sure, Noel. It's no Tafts. Um, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll have a ball there with the New York Lions in, in, in the football factory. It's a great place to watch a game of uh, a Villa game. So if you're in New York, that's where to, to go is the football factory and, and meet with like-minded individuals, we'll call them. Absolutely, exactly. Um, so we're going to wrap it up on that, guys. A uh, bit of a shorter one today. Thank you so much, God. We had nearly four hundred people watching there at one at one stage. If you like this, please give it a thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, really appreciate you just clicking the subscribe button. Costs you nothing to do it, and you never know, you might like one of our podcasts again in the future. If you click on that subscribe button, you click on the bu- on the bell, you'll be notified when we go live. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. We're on the roll towards towards four thousand subscribers on YouTube. Just nothing other than the vanity project really but it'd be nice if you could just help us along the way two old fellas like that also on twitter getting dangerously close to five thousand uh uh five thousand followers on twitter as well that would be nice to cl- to close out 2022 with that and um, if you know of anyone you think might like the podcast please tell them to give us a watch before we go we're going to do a quick rundown uh, paddy if you need to run away there you can because i know you had to go by quarter past quarter past seven if before we go if you guys could wanted to pop in what you think the score is going to be here we'll do the quick uh 
a rundown on the scores as well there before we go. So uh, if you want to head off, Paddy, or, or do you need to go? I do, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, excellent. We'll see you. What do you think the score is going to be, Paddy? Uh, 4-0 Villa. 4-0 Villa. <laughs> Paddy's back. Paddy's back. That's what I like to see. That's see you like after the game. Mind yourself. Good luck. All right, lads. So, um, yeah, as I say, I'm kind of, I'm enthused by some of the names on the team sheet. I'm I with Paddy as well. I'm just like I I don't think this is gonna um win any um any intellectual prizes at all for saying that the system is a bit at uh, uh, you know in question here. And it's essentially we're still playing the same system except we're not playing it with massive width in the, like we would have with Bailey. But the more I've seen of Leon Bailey, the more I think that the system doesn't suit him either. So maybe getting Bundy in there is what we what we need. I think Aston Villa have a lot going for them in this game today. I think Aston Villa should be dogged in this game. They should go for it. They should try their best to to attack from the off. Yes Nottingham Forest are going to be at home. Yes, they've got a new contract for their team manager. Yes, they've got they've just coming off a hiding to Leicester and they've you can see that in the team that they've changed up the team there as well. But Aston Villa shouldn't let any of that come into the equation. We have enough players here to take this game by the scruff of the neck and I'm going for an Aston Villa 2-0 win. So with that, we're going to go start off the round of whoa, you guys were fast at that one as well. So NACL official Nick Salter says 3 0 to Aston Villa. Murdoch says 3 1 to Aston Villa. Masterpiece says 2 0 Villa. Uh, Captain K says 3 2 Villa. Tom Ryan says 2 0. I presume to Villa. Pete Tandy says 2 0 Villa. Um, yeah, Masterpiece <laughs> was 2 0 Villa. Uh, Rod Humble says 2 0 Villa. Um, Daniel Hobson says 2 0 Villa. Aurelio Gomez says 3 0 Villa. With a, uh, said with a little conviction. 3 0 Villa says the Mac B's. Good to see you, John. Um, Matt Parker says uh, three two to Villa. That would be that would uh, be entertaining, but I would like it to be a lot more processional than three two. Uh, Michael Byrne says two nil to Aston Villa. Gary Edmonds says two nil Villa. Um, Darryl Bog, Scott McKenna has been brilliant for Scotland. He act- he actually has been really good for Scotland. I think there's a very much a player in there. It, as I say, I think it's Steve Cook, the guy that you need to get down the side of uh, for this team. Um, Rex Cole says one nil scrappy win, but I'll take it. I absolutely take it all day long. Paul Miller says four one to Villa. You, I like it. I like it. Nine nil Villa says uh, Jordy Villain, Villain, and it was only one nil at halftime. Ed says two nil to Villa. Um, five one to Villa says John Steele. John's back. John Steele is back. 5-1 to Aston Villa. 5 all says Kevin Arthur. A nod to the game in the championship. And Anne O'Grady. 2-0 to Aston Villa. Uh, well, I know that's 2-0 to Aston Villa because I don't think Anne has ever, um, has ever predicted Villa to lose a game in her life before, which is, she's very much like me. Um, Rachel Insel-Lewis says, I'd love a 3-0 Villa, but not sure. Um, Audrey Lynch says 2-1, a scraping, scraping a win. By the way, guys, I completely forgot to give away that hold all. We will do it in the post-match uh, post, um, as well. If you want to scroll back through my Twitter uh, feed, you'll be able to find a competition for an Aston Villa hold all. All you got to do is like and retweet the tweet and you're in a chance to win the uh, win the hold all. I don't know why, Audrey, you made me think uh, of that hold all, but you did. Um, anyway, getting back to it here. Um, four nil, four nil to Watkins, uh, Watkins Hattrick and Coutinho Worldy says Rob Henry, Henry. Um, Pete Tandy says won't be pretty, but we get three points. Uh, Pat says uh, four one to Villa. Uh, Murdoch says five, we don't want to five, five, five all again. 
Uh, Habs Rackman says 3 1 to Villa. Shane Coleman says 3 0 to Villa. John Gleason says 3 2 to Villa. Daryl says 3 1 to Villa. Neil, Ave, Neil Arch says 1 0 to Villa. We would have gone with Archer. 2 0 to Villa says YBFC. 3 1 1. 5 0 says um, Peter Maypotter. 2 0 away win says Hippo Hippo. 2 0 Villa Boys. 4 uh, 1 says Dam- uh, that was uh, for Mike Richards. Uh, Damien McDonald says 4 1 to Aston Villa. Uh, Dougie six one zero seven says three one to Aston Villa. Um, ba, 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 ba. Uh, Adrian McKeever says two two. Um, B says three one to Aston Villa. Love bleed says three one to Aston Villa. Cat Cannon says three two to Villa. Scores Ali Emmy and Chambers. Uh, three nil to Villa. Um, where are we? Three nil to Villa again. Says De- says uh, Davidson. 4-2 says J-X-S-C-H-E. Rastlin Hickey says 2-1 to Villa. Apologies if I pronounced that one wrong. Phil says 4-1 to Villa. Zaji says 3-0 to Villa. Jack Grimesy. Bundy, are we right? It's in there. Um, 3-1 to Villa. Uh, Bundy Mings. Uh, Forest 1-3. Villa. Forest 1. Villa 3 but. <laughs> How do the guys in the classifieds do this? I don't know. John Bambury says 2-2. Two, two. Uh, Darkus says 3-3. Three, three. DJ Roser says 5-5. Five, five. Junior Bennett says 3-0. And Simon Kenny says it's nil all. We can't finish on a nil all board draw. Music Junkie is in. Whew. Music Junkie says 3-0 to Villa. And that brings it to a close tonight, guys. Team Sheet Tantrum has been very good fun. Thank you so much to everybody for joining. Really appreciate it. We will be back with a post-game. It will be a shorter post-game. It will be just about 10 o'clock, maybe about 5 to 10, depending on what time the game finishes. Um, But we will love to see you back here again for that. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, get a beverage of your choice, plonk yourself in front of the TV if you're not at the game, that is. And uh, let's hope we are talking about an Aston Villa win after this game. Thanks so much to everybody. Thumbs up. Subscribe if you aren't a subscriber. Really appreciate you. Up the villa. Up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.